Good morning, this is Michelle with Studio City Now. Today my guest is actress, singer, and writer, Kimber Westerveld. Thank you for joining me today, how are you? You're welcome, Michelle, it's my pleasure. We've been talking about this for a while, I'm so happy that we finally got to do it. Me too, and um, you know, it's like finally seeing what you dream about happen. So, Kimber and I met in a writing group through a mutual friend who we won't mention his name. Even though we love him dearly. <laughs> <laughs> and he's a great connector because that's where I met Michelle in the writer's group. And boy, we heard some stories and, you know, we were trying to flesh out our books, right? And how's yours mm -hmm. coming along, by the way? Oh, I'm still writing it. But yours, you're almost done, aren't you? Or well, I wrote a short story that's been published amongst a group of short stories, but... Yes, I had to actually go back to school <laughs> and take some writing classes because I was bound and determined to finish my novel, and it's coming along. I wouldn't say it's almost finished, but I've definitely made a pro made progress with it. Um, but it's a it's about the story of my mother, so it's it's always kind of you know because it's so personal, you have to like flesh things out and go back through your family history and figure out what really happened. So, yep, it's been a process. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. I remember hearing about your book. You had read read some of it, right? Excerpts from it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's hard to talk. Sorry, guys. And Michelle's so well spoken. You you wouldn't believe that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's some yeah. great writers in our group, and they were really inspiring to me. Um, I I would like to go back at some point to this, to the writers group, but yeah, it it was a good. It is a good story. It took me a while to figure out which way I wanted to go, you know, whether it be uh, uh, creative nonfiction or just a straight old biography. So, yeah, but your mom, I mean, when you spoke about her, you know, the things I didn't know about you, um, you speak Chinese. Not well, <laughs> but I still speak Chinese uh, because my mother was from Taiwan. And so I learned a lot of um things just growing up. Plus, I, I actually took classes in college to speak Chinese, and who knew that it would become such a uh, pr uh, prevalent language in the big scheme of things, right? Exactly, and you've been to Hong Kong, and yeah, I love Hong Kong. Yeah, Hong Kong's amazing, isn't it? Mm -hmm. it uh, to me, because it was colonized by the British for so long, it's really cool because everyone has these cool British accents, you know, and it's like New York because it's so small like Tokyo I've been to Tokyo as well and it's it's amazing what people can do if they want to live efficiently amongst each other you know they can make a, a two-bedroom apartment seem like a five-bedroom house you know because they have all these ways of utilizing space you know oh yeah it's like this space um well you can't see but yeah. my living room that's 300 square feet it Even is if, oh wow yeah it's nice I had to measure it because I the tiling right but um, we are in uh, michelle's beautiful studio city pied terre and <laughs> <laughs> with my two dogs yeah they're they're our mascots <clears throat> one of them's aromatic <laughs> yes it's very uh, fresh <laughs> um but yeah so we've yeah. had a lot of fun experiences together and then recently i uh, i ran into you at the academy awards party back in uh, what was that february yeah right before the lockdown that's true. That's right. so true. Right, you were in media with which company? Local Girl Productions, which is my, my company. But I was interviewing people on the red carpet, which was really fun. 
I've been to the uh, Night of a Thousand Stars, or is it a hundred? No, a hundred yeah. stars. Yeah. Sorry, don't mean to exaggerate that. Night of a hundred stars. And that is no longer happening, unfortunately. But the fortunate thing is the Roger Neal party was a lot of fun. And uh, what were you doing there again? I forget now. Um, I was working for a press agent, a publicist. I can't say his name. Mm. Is it the Witness Protection Program? Yeah, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just call him Ted. Okay. Okay, Ted, you're working for Ted, yes, and uh, it was a pleasant surprise seeing you there. Yeah, and I was checking in media. I had um, done the media list for him and confirmed media, and we actually had a guy who came in with a Google Translator wanting to buy tickets to our party. Okay, at the last minute. At the last minute. Mm -hmm. This was after the Oscars and after everything else, and he says, how do I get tickets to your party? This isn't a ticketed event. It's a private party. Right. And went back and forth. I got up from my table because I figured security would do what they're supposed to do. (laughs) Excuse me while I laugh. (laughs) They didn't. I go upstairs and he's up there. So we actually had him removed. Oh, wow. I didn't know all that drama was going on while I was on the red carpet interviewing people. You know, the highlight of the night for me, though, and Mm -hmm. I know you experienced this, too, was meeting the Pointer Sisters. And I actually, they were like the last people I interviewed and I got to do a little singing with them because we just broke into it spontaneously and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm singing with the Pointer Sisters. Oh, Anita and June. Yeah, I know Anita fairly well. Yeah, you told me that, so Mm -hmm. I remember that. But I I forgot they were even going to be there, so I was really pleasantly surprised when I got got to meet them and sing with them. I actually got it on film, so I was happy about that. But uh, Michelle is also a singer, and I've seen her perform, and you've come to see me perform. Oh, in, yeah. In I've LA. done photos for you. That's right. She's done. She did, this woman does everything. She does your press releases. Your, <laughs> she'll style you if you want. She'll do, <laughs> she'll do her photo, your photos. So she's like an all-in-one thing, ball of wax right there, right? Well, you know, I went to the best acting school in town, law school. <laughs> That's true. She's a practicing lawyer. No, in, no, I'm not practicing. No, I'm joking. In Louisiana. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which means I can practice nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> because do they have the loosest law, like, law regulations, right? Well, they're um, French law. Uh, the rest of the country is English common law. Uh, so that's the only state in the, in the Union that mm-hmm. does that? Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, and I didn't even finish law school. I took the bar on a dare. <laughs> right. And <laughs> and passed. Yeah, which was like, I really passed? Wow. That's truly laissez-faire politics. <laughs> oh, no, I downloaded a copy and <laughs> studied. <laughs> did you really study? I actually did. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. Well, now, you know, you, know, you can add that to her uh, bag of tricks there. Styling, press releases, uh, pictures, law advice. <laughs> Wait, don't forget dog training. Dog training. Because both my dogs are trained on hand signals. Oh my gosh, that's too funny. Yeah. Yes. So tell me about Studio City now. Now, yeah. Okay, Studio City now is showcasing the creative talents in Southern California and beyond. Okay. Um, and you certainly yeah. know a lot of people in this town, as I do, but I'd say Michelle even knows more people than me. And we were just discussing that networking, and she's really good at networking. So um, you have a lot of people you can interview here in Studio City now. And beyond, yeah, because um, I interviewed a friend in Australia. Really? Yeah. 
I'm not going to say his name until... He's also in the Witness Protection Program. Yes. <laughs> we'll call him Ted, too. <laughs> Ted Talk, too. <laughs> but um, I've been very fortunate because as soon as I put the word out I was doing this, mm-hmm. I just started emailing my friends mm-hmm. who said, of course, we'll do it for you. And I'm like, wow, yeah. thank you. I don't know what I did right, but I'm not complaining. You must have done something right. Yeah, I divorced Satan. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> Two times. <laughs> First one doesn't count. <laughs> but let's talk about you now. Yeah. Um, from what I remember, you were a model in Paris at one time. That's true. I went to to Europe, but st- first time I went to Paris uh, for the first part of the trip because I was going to school there and I was there to study French. I'd gone over with a couple friends who ended up going to Spain and wherever, and I stayed. Uh, we regrouped later, but then I started getting work, so I stayed for about six months. Then I ended up getting some jobs as a singer, so I moved to Italy and did some tours over there. So that was kind of interesting, an eye-opening experience um, to be in a country, not Italy so much, but France, where you heard there was a lot of open discussion about Americans and how naive we were and how how gauche we were, you know. <laughs> but it's okay. I I took it all in good uh, good fun. But uh, I I did I think living in Paris was a very eye opening experience for me culturally. And there's so much uh, beautiful architecture and museums. And as a girl that grew up in Southern California, but I did go to Asia a lot, so I was very well rounded in that way. But I the European side. That was my first time being in France, and and I've since been back many times, and I always have a great time. I've been to the Cannes Film Festival now like at least two times. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I did a film, student film, that actually went to Cannes. Really? Yeah, a couple of months ago, and we were all going to go over, and then this happened. Oh, that's true. <laughs> you mean the uh, the COVID Mm-hmm. But yeah, I actually did a film recently too called Gam Cam Girl, where uh, my friend Michael Gerard uh, directed it, and mm-hmm. it's been winning all these awards and festivals, and it's going through Europe right now, Switzerland, Paris, all these different festivals. It's hard to travel, so no one's going over there. But uh, it's interesting being in these independent films that, uh, you know, he did everything. He directed, wrote it, edited it everything so that's what's happening with that right now but uh and then I'm also singing a lot but not now because since since COVID it's like nobody can go to clubs as you know so you know actually I heard um here in LA there uh, Universal Bar and Grill they actually emailed uh the manager of one of the groups I sing with and they said do you guys want to perform in June or July I said I, I would but one of the members' wife is immune, uh, ch- immune, she has a challenged immune system. Oh, so, does she have like lupus or something like yeah. that? Yeah. So he said he couldn't do it, so we put it off. But I was really surprised that, that they could actually open it up. But then I was told it's because if you serve dinner or whatever, then you, if it was just a club or music, you can't do it. But if there's dinner, then they mm-hmm. can space you apart. So, you know, things are opening up a little, but we'll be interested, it will be interesting to see what happens in the fall if. If if this hits again, and you know who knows what's going to happen. Yeah, this just it it um just really I I don't even have words. It just messed up the You're economy. Speechless. 
Ab is speechless, y'all. <laughs> and that's uh, really hard to get Michelle speechless. Right? Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, for me personally, it's been okay. I mean, I'm really sorry for all the people that got sick, of course. But for me personally, it's been okay because I'm okay staying by myself. And it's made me practice my guitar a lot. So I'm getting a lot better. <laughs> okay, yeah. I'd pull mine out, except <laughs> just change strings. Oh, yeah. We don't want to listen to you tune those, right? Exactly. Um, but I just did a video with uh, the gentleman we were speaking about at the beginning of the interview that we won't mention his name. And we did a music video together, and I actually got to play my guitar, which I was very excited about. Because mainly I've always just been a singer, you know, and mm -hmm. I'm really trying to improve my musicianship skills. So I'm really cracking down on the guitar and the piano a little bit too. So it's good, you know, because it's good to open up a new, you know, place in my brain, stimulating my brain. So it's been good for me in that sense. I've, it's giving me nothing but time. So I'm just practicing a lot. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah. I know since I've been home, I painted that wall. Oh, yeah. she's, you can't see it out here, folks, but she's got a beautiful accent wall. Next to it, she's got another slightly different accent wall, but uh, yeah. it looks nice. Yeah, when it rained. Oh, really? Um, you did it when it rained? Well, I did it afterwards because they had to take the wall apart to make sure there was no mold. Uh-huh. And there wasn't any mold, I hope. Uh, no. Thank goodness. <laughs> But I bought what I thought was that color, and it was a little darker, and it's okay. It's all right. It's actually, you know, you should paint the next one a little bit different, and like have every wall like a little bit different. <laughs> that would be funny, right? The colors. Yeah. Welcome to the 60s. I know. Uh, yeah, it's a double espresso brown, so it's a dark brown. And my furniture is, um, I don't even know what you'd call this. It's like a Mediterranean or Asian-inspired. Well, the decor, but the couches are black, right? Yeah. Black and, and sort of cocoa brown. Yeah. But, uh, yes, I think your idea for the Studio City now is a good idea, Michelle, because people need to listen to interesting stories while they're at home doing whatever they're doing, right? Well, what's happening is people are bored. Um, I've gained the, I think it's called the Corona 15. <laughs> uh, well, it looks good on you. Thank you, thank you. I'd lost 30 pounds this summer. And um, some of it came back to visit. <laughs> well, you'll have plenty of time, you know. I, I have a feeling that things are going to open up a little bit soon and the, because the weather's so nice and people are going outside. So, you know, at least for the next couple months, you can go out and go hiking if you want. Oh, yeah. I've been to the beach. Oh, yeah. I will not say which beach. <laughs> um, two weeks ago, I went out. I went to my daughter's and I said, I'm going to go surfing. So I grabbed my surfboard. You did? You went surfing? Not exactly. <laughs> so I'm out at the beach, and she looks at me, and she says, Mom, when was the last time you went surfing? I said, oh, maybe I'll get a bodyboard. <laughs> so I went back into the house, because she lives literally walking distance from the beach, got mm. the bodyboard. And I got about up to my waist. Mm -hmm. I was like, you know, I don't really like bodyboarding, but I like being in the water. So I sat on this bodyboard mm -hmm. and just soaked up the sun, and it just felt incredible. It's true. I feel the same way mm -hmm. sometimes. You just want the sun, you know? And I just wanted to be out. Mm -hmm. Then um, that was when the bioluminescent waves. Mm. So we brought everything back in the house and got some water and went outside. And I took pictures of the waves, mm. which were incredible. They mm -hmm. were... Did you Have you ever seen the bioluminescent? Mm -mm. 
Well, you know at night the waves crash and you can see kind of the white? Oh, right. Well, this was a luminescent dark blue. Wow. And it's just algae, but it's incredible and it's beautiful. And, um... I know. We're so lucky to live where we do because mm-hmm. we're so close to the ocean, so close to the hills and mountains. So you got, especially where you're located here in Studio City is a good location because you're in between, you're right next to Hollywood. You know, you can go deeper into the valley if you want, but it, you can go downtown within 20 minutes. You can go to the beach within a half hour. I take the train downtown. Always entertaining. Ah, I know. <laughs> The trains trains here are not quite as uh, congested as other big cities because it hasn't quite caught on as much as other big cities, don't you think? Yeah, people, when they think of L.A., they don't think of trains. They think of movie stars. Yeah. When you think of New York, it's like, oh, my God, the subways sure. and crowdedness. Right, right, right. But yeah, in the morning, the red line, uh-huh. that is crowded. Well, oh, it was. It? Yeah. But the, the upside of this whole... COVID thing is the freeways are just like, it's like Sunday every day, right? Mm-hmm. Like no traffic at all. So I'm really loving that. Yeah. Well, it's starting to get a little more congested. A little more. So like maybe a week ago, I got on the freeway and I'm like, oh God, it's jammed. And I'm like, it's oh, wait back. a minute. Mm. Then it was like, wait a minute. People are getting out again. So maybe it's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. Yeah, well, um, and it's Memorial Day weekend this weekend, so it's, uh, you know, it's time to celebrate. Well, actually, not for Memorial Day. We're supposed to remember, but after Memorial Day. Exactly. <laughs> Shout out to all our vets out there. Yeah. Thank you for your service. Yeah, I know. My, my street has all the flags hanging up, and I'm like, oh, that's nice, you know. But, uh, but I have whipped it's, cream. It's white. With, with strawberries. It's red. What? what? Oh, outside the door? <laughs> In the fridge somewhere. <laughs> but the most challenging thing about all this is eating, getting food. Do you uh, do you order out or have you been cooking in or what? Um, well, I don't order out. What I've been doing is um, I go to the market mm. and I've just been cooking a lot. Oh, so that's where those 15 pounds came from. Huh? Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then I've been craving bizarre things like, ooh, I want a tart with whipped cream. And maybe for dessert, I'll have another tart with whipped cream. (laughs) I know, it's just really, it's hard because, you know, especially you being such a good cook and everything, you know. Oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, I've discovered fig leaf. Fig leaf? What do you do with fig leaf? Like if you make chicken thighs or you could wrap them in fig leaf. Mm -hmm. I just put it on top because you get the flavor. Mm -hmm. And then I take the the fig leaf off for the last 15 minutes of cooking right right and it browns chicken but it has this incredible flavor Mm -hmm. i can't describe it you guys have to try it yeah she is a really good cook i got it i can attest to that (laughs) thank you thank you (laughs) and she makes a mean cup of of coffee i love (laughs) coffee so you know once this thing's over i'm hoping to get back and getting back into performing, you know, because I don't know how that, how that scene's going to be though, because are people going to be afraid to go out to the clubs? Are they going to be, you know, and the social distancing, how do you social distance at like the whiskey? Or... Oh, I know. <laughs> and did you hear the trip door? I was reading that it might be closing down. I'm hoping something happens with that, you know? Oh, uh, that would be sad. I mean, I saw, you guys ready? Who? Elton John. You saw, that was like his night that he... 
mm-hmm. got discovered, sort of? Well, he was one of my uncle's clients. Oh. Um, and I remember saying to my Uncle Pat, <laughs> they're going to laugh. Uncle Pat, this guy's really good. I hope he's not a one night or one one day. Uh, what are they? Uh, one hit wonder. Yeah. <laughs> so you saw his. You saw the April nineteen seventy performance. But I mean, you saw the talent that everyone talks about. That he. What is not the talent? It's the uh, charisma. You saw the whole package. You know? I did. Um, when I saw him. I mean, it just blew me away. Anybody who could play piano anyway and blows sing. me away. And sing. <laughs> and he had the great songs. Oh, my gosh. So. That first song, your song. was that, Oh, he played it that night? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow, that must have been magic, huh? That was so incredible. Just gives me chills you're talking about it now. Oh, I'm getting chills now. Mm-hmm. But I also saw Tim Harden there. Oh, really? Um, I don't... You I don't know, you I'm, remember? Not really, I'm not really familiar with Tim Harden. He wrote... Well... He wrote If I Were a Carpenter. Oh, okay, sure. But he sang the song, Simple Song of Freedom. Mm. Uh, do you remember that? Come and sing a simple song of freedom. 1970. Mm. Don't really remember, but I'm sure if I heard it, I it would ring a bell, but no. Yeah, I'm going back a long time. You know, I did a show at the Troubadour. Um, I did a, I was doing background singing for Paul Rogers, you know, A Bad Company. Mm-hmm. But he had, later on in his career, he did a, a song, a tribute to Muddy Waters. And mm-hmm. uh, for the album, they had a couple of uh, singers on most of the background singers for the, most of the tracks. So for his live tour, I got I got uh, hired to be one of the singers to uh, do the, you know, the Muddy Waters tribute. And we did a show at the Troubadour and Slash was the guitar player. Oh, wow. And who else was on that tour with us? There was a couple people, but Slash was the one I remembered the most. And... It was so funny because uh, I invited some friends, you know, because it was, you know, Westwood One, I think, was covering it, as I recall. And oh, wow. So, yeah, <laughs> right? I don't, whatever happened to Westwood One. But it was being broadcast on the radio and everything. So I invited some friends to come down, and we went backstage, at, you know, which is it's this little area. It's like a room. <laughs> yeah. So uh, my friends wanted to meet Slash, you know. And so I went up to my, can we take a picture with you? And I didn't know him that well because I didn't get a lot of rehearsals. I had to learn the, the stuff on my own and then just when the showtime, it was showtime. Mm-hmm. So I remember Slash was sitting on the couch and just looked at me and he just looked at me, you know, and I thought, oh, I guess he doesn't want to take pictures, you know. So anyway, a beat later, he gets up and he put his arm around me and to take pictures and then he keeled over. jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I think he'd had a little bit too much to drink that night. So I was like, oh, I was taking it personally. Like, oh, he doesn't want to take pictures, you know. <laughs> it turns out it was a completely different issue. <laughs> yeah, it was alcohol. No, but uh, but anyway, that was the first time I got to sing with Paul Rogers. And he was just amazing. I mean, well, we did um, a sound check. And so when I heard him at sound check, I was like, whoa. His, his voice just boomed. It just mm-hmm. filled the room, you know. And uh I think after that he went to sing on he went to sing with um, Queen a little bit. He did a tour with them for um, after Freddie Mercury passed away, of course. But anyway, that was a so that was my one time I performed performed at the Troubadour, and it was uh, a lot of fun because it's when a small club like that is packed and there's it's being recorded, it's all this excitement. It's it's really a lot of fun. Yeah, I've seen um, a couple people at the the old Troub before they remodeled it because mm. it used to be tables and now it's like a 
auditorium type thing. Wow. You know, I think our show was before it got remodeled then. But uh, wow, it must be nice. I don't think I've been there since. Yeah, I saw Do you like it now that it's remodeled? No, I liked it the other way. Because it was more, it felt like the troube. It, it, yeah, it felt more intimate. Mm-hmm. But I saw um, Neil Diamond there. Wow. And of course, so- Tim Harden. In high school, they had the precursor to open mics. So, you know, I did... Was that, um, that wasn't where... What was that called? A Hootenanny? No, that was yeah. a... Was that not Hootenanny a... Hootenanny was a different club. That was um, the one on Lancashire that uh, Linda Ronstadt and all those people played. The at. Palomino. The Palomino. I saw her at the Pal. Really? Oh, she was my idol growing up. I would have loved to... Have, I never saw her in those days. I saw her afterwards, you know, when she was like already a big star, you know. Yeah, she was part of the, um, I think, Electra Asylum group with Jackson Brown and the Eagles. Remember and... when we went to see uh, Jackson Brown? I saw you at that. What's that? Yeah, oh, oh my God, uh, Lucky Strike. Yeah, Michelle and I met at Lucky Strike. This was probably about two years ago. Oh, it was longer than that. So we were there, and uh, I heard through the grapevine that Jackson Brown was going to be there. I think you might have texted me and told me. Mm-hmm. So we I, we waited and we waited, and I never got to see him because I had to go to a rehearsal. And then you you got to see him, though, right? Yeah, he came on, did two songs at like 11.30. Oh, my gosh. And I was like, I have to be at work at 7 in the morning. Wow. Did he sound as great live as he He's, does? Yeah, Jackson Brown's always great. Yeah, uh, He is one of my, like, I just think he's an amazing songwriter. And he's actually from part of the time, Fullerton, California. I heard he grew up part of, I don't know about Oh, him. Sunny Hills High School, yeah. Yeah, and I went to Cal State Fullerton. So when I found out that um, Jackson Brown was from Fullerton, I was like, Wow, someone cools from Fullerton. <laughs> I mean, I never would have thought Jackson Brown would be from Fullerton. I think he, would, I would thought he would have been somewhere from the East Coast, somewhere. You know. Well, actually, he was born in Germany. Ah, because army or something. Yeah, his father, but his brother Severin is a really good friend. Oh, that's right. That's right. And I've been to the house they grew up in before in they Fullerton? moved. Fullerton? No. Before they moved to Fullerton. Oh, okay. The Abbey San Encino. So it's shaped like a mission. <gasps> And I sit in the courthouse. Oh, sit in the courthouse. Boy, we know know where my mind is. Yeah, I'll sit in the courtyard. And it's um, very Western. Mm -hmm. And you can close your eyes and it's like you feel the Old West. Because the house was built like in 1910, 1911. So he actually lived in that house for a long time. He did. Hmm. And it's a cool house. That's neat too. Because Encino has some really cool houses. Where was it exactly? Highland Park. It's called. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said Encino. Abbey San Encinos. You said Encinos, and I like heard Encino. Totally. I'm like such a valley girl. I know. It's like I went to the courthouse there in <laughs> Encino and like totally tubular. <laughs> yeah, he's a, I mean, he's just such a, his lyrics to me are so profound and just, a, and they are moving, you know, and mm-hmm. he just has a way of combining Song and lyric. <laughs> Music and lyric. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, he's a very cool guy. I actually saw him at um, Gold's Gym one time when I was living in Santa Monica. He was stretching and I didn't want to bother him, so I didn't go. But I thought, Jackson Brown works out at my gym. That's so cool. <laughs> well, he was doing benefits with Venice the Band mm-hmm. for Samuel High. Mm-hmm. And both my granddaughters went to Samuel High. Oh, Samuel, okay. Or Santa Monica High School. Yeah, I know Samuel. And... Um, you know, I always support the high schools. Mm. So I got to know Venice, uh, one of the men in Venice. 
I'm not going to say who because I'm interviewing him later. Yeah, he's another one we're hiding. <laughs> but he's so hot. <laughs> Michelle knows a lot of hot men that have to be kept undercover. <laughs> um, so, um, you know, it's Marky Lennon. And Marky, shout out to you because I love you forever. Hi, Marky. Even though I don't know you, I've heard a lot about you. Oh, Marky's wonderful. <laughs> but only good things. So I got to know Marky from Venice, and um, he lives in Venice, and he's a big supporter of Samo High and the arts. A lot of people went to Samo High. Mm-hmm. I want to say Charlie Sheen, just people I know that went there. I mean, I don't know Charlie, but I know that they went there. I think Sean Penn, right? Oh, wow. Yeah, that's what I heard anyway. My downstairs neighbor, Graham. <laughs> <laughs> Graham, did you go to Samo? <laughs> But um, Yeah, I found that out the other day when I was in Santa Monica picking up coffee and he drives by me. I'm like, what are you doing here? That's so funny. Wow. And he lives downstairs? Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, well, usually people, when they live by the beach, they never want to move to the valley, you know? Well, he works at one of the studios with the ears. <laughs> oh, that one. Which will, will, will remain nameless, right? Exactly. So, yeah. Uh, but the great thing about Studio City, I just, before I started doing this interview with you, I went to uh, I went to hike up Fryman Canyon. And just for people that don't know the valley, Fryman Canyon is the best place to go hiking because it's not super hard, but it's hard enough. And you get a great view while you're doing it. And it's kind of a hidden little treasure we have here in the valley. And a friend of mine, who I will not mention her name in case she doesn't want to be on the radio or on YouTube, um, she has a house that she's uh, remodeling. They knocked down their old house and they, they built a house. And we went we went to see it today on the hike. And oh my gosh, this she went from a regular one story house to two stories with a basement. If you can imagine that. Wow. I know, and they're putting an elevator, and I'm like, uh, an elevator. Is, I know. I'm like, this isn't going to be one of those McMansions, is it? She's like, no, but it kind of is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of the houses um, we lived in. Which was like a 1930s. It's kind of near where your old house, the one up at the Donna's. She lives oh. on Donna Pepita. Oh, know. okay. I know exactly where it is. Well, anyway, Donna Pepita is a big street, so it's somewhere on Donna Pepita. Donna Pepita or Donna Pagita? Um, I forget. I don't want to say just in case. <laughs> okay, that's okay. Cause I but lived it's on, somewhere there. Okay. I lived on Donna Susanna. Right. But before we lived there, we lived on a little street called Morella in mm-hmm. the valley. Mm-hmm. And my parents, I, I know that street. Yeah, Marlon Landale. We had mm-hmm. this really cute little house. I even knew the people that bought it. Really? Did they mm-hmm. buy it? Did you know them and then they bought it? Or did you just find out after they bought it that you knew them? Well, they bought it when I was nine and we were in school together. Then I met the woman who bought it from them just by driving by. And we're talking like a U-shaped house. It was huge. It was a quarter of an acre because it was a corner. Hmm. Um, two, three bedrooms, mm-hmm. huge, huge lot. Mm-hmm. And, um, it was just an incredible little, well, I can't say little, what but ci- incredible house. What city was that considered? Uh, we chose Studio City because the border of Studio City, North Hollywood ran through our living room. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Back in the, I don't know whenever, what year that was, but I know the, the houses in, uh, the Valley most of the time would have these huge backyards, you know? Which we had. A friend of mine had an aunt who lived in North Hollywood. I think she bought the house like in the 50s or something. And that backyard was huge. Because originally when the valley was first, you know, constructed or whatever, laid out, 
Mm -hmm. the, the lots were so big because land was so cheap back then. So you find these properties here in the valley with these huge backyards. You know? Well, we had an Olympic-sized pool because mm. my brother was a junior Olympic diver. Mm -hmm. And we had gymnastic rings. I mean, this place was huge. Gymnastic rings, wow. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, my brother, I was a dancer. My brother was a gym, a gymnast and an Olympic diver, junior Olympic diver. Mm. But, um, you know, I love that house. So the woman... Was it by St. Charles? Walking distance. Okay. So the last woman who lived in it, her name was Marianne. She's mm -hmm. passed away. You know, I was in the house afterwards. They did some additions. But it still had like the original wallpaper, which had gone back into style. <laughs> yeah, after a certain amount of time, everything comes back into style, right? And it still looked the same, except for this little addition to the living room. So I drove by it recently. It had been torn down, and a McMansion was there. Mm. And I just wanted to cry because that neighborhood, I mean, it was just, it was homey. It was yeah. nice. Quintessential San Fernando Valley, right? Yeah, it was like you could let your kids play in the street, which is what I remember about the valley. You know, I remember sitting on stairs or you know i'm originally from new york sitting on the stoop at night <laughs> the stoop yes <laughs> drinking lemonade or eating lemon ice mm. and uh, well you grew up in orange county so it was like the same type of family home mm -hmm. we had a, you know when i first moved out there we actually had orange groves you know i remember mm -hmm. where our, our first house the wall backyard i could I'll see nothing but orange groves. There was no houses. Oh, know? wow. Yeah, ne now it's all houses there, but um, there's really no orange groves. <laughs> they're somewhere. Like, you'll go to certain museums, and they'll have a couple orange trees there, but that's originally why it was called Orange County. Just like Florida. I think there's an Orange County, Florida, or something, but probably... And there's a Hollywood, Florida. There's a Hollywood, and there's also an Orange County, Florida. Right, there is, and there's an Orange New, New Jersey, but I want you to still grow there. But, uh, yeah, originally, it, and Orange County still is very spread out because the family home I grew up is still there, and it's still very uh, spacious compared to L.A., although L.A. is spacious compared to New York, so it just it's all your, you know, perspective, I guess, right? Yeah. Because, uh, fortunately, L.A. has not been hit as hard as New York has because we're not so condensed, you know? Oh, we well, in New York, it's like this... You couldn't get an apartment like this. I have 950 square feet. Well, you could, but it would be triple the money, right? Yeah, a lot more. Quadruple the money. An apartment like this, let's say in Midtown, would run seven to 8000 a month. Yeah. Um, you know, I, my yeah. first boyfriend who still lives... Time. Oh, uh, my first boyfriend who still lives in New York, um, Midtown, actually... Uh, that was my first experience in New York. He took me there and we visited all his family. And this was like a hardcore New York family. Mm -hmm. Ellis Island, his grandparents, oh, wow. his grandparents lived there in an apartment, uh, Murray mm -hmm. Hill. They lived in Murray Hill. His oh, mom okay. lived in Manhattan and he lived in Midtown, which is a part of Manhattan, as you know. But so he took me to all these three areas of New York. But his grandparents had a, I want to say it was probably about... 3,000 square foot apartment. It was one of these L-shaped apartments in Murray Hill. Oh, yeah. With like three or four bedrooms. 
think they were, I don't know, this was years ago, but they were paying, oh, let's say it was 2000 No, yeah, let's say, let's say it's 2000 a month because they had rent control. So they yeah. were still paying the rent from, they'd lived there since the 40s. Um, they could have bought the building by then. But anyway, they stayed there, and I just thought, my gosh. I mean, it was an L-shaped three, it's either three or four bedrooms. And, like, it was just interesting how if you stayed there long enough, you know, your rent would be, you know, it's like L.A. They mm-hmm. have rent control, too. But when you think of New York, you think of these astronomical prices, you know. So, anyway, I love New York, and I'm really sorry that, um, you know, they've had such a hard time. It seems like New York always gets hit the hardest, you know? Well, like you said, dense population. I love New York, too. And what a lot of people don't realize, um, the food is better. It's like <laughs> bagels. Oh, my right. God. And pizza. I got this pizza. I went to visit my grandmother. So we ordered a pizza from Gennaro's. Uh-huh. <laughs> Gennaro's Italian pizza. <laughs> yeah. So I thought, okay, let's just order our medium. Mm-hmm. So we got this medium that was like huge, like they eat a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and um, we got a bunch of paper towels because the grease just fell off. Oh so gosh. we're eating over the cardboard box, and I'm right. like, "Oh my god, this is so good! It's like better than sex, almost. <laughs> yeah. At least maybe it's good. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's good with the right person. Yeah, depends <laughs> who the person is." <laughs> Um, yeah, and that's true. And you can, uh, my ex-boyfriend lived in one of those buildings. It was actually the actors, I guess they call it the actors building where, um, there's all these stores underneath and then the apartments on top. So you have the dry cleaning and all little convenience store underneath. But, uh, he, when he, when I, I had a condo out here in Hollywood and he'd come visit me and he'd always say, you know, you guys, you Californians are so wimpy. Us New Yorkers, we know how to get business done. (laughs) Jeez, because <laughs> we're New Yorkers and we know how to get it done, you know. And so I'd always laugh, go, "Okay, you get it done." <laughs> oh, that sounds like our friend that'll go nameless. <laughs> yeah, he was kind of like that. Yeah, if you know, he was amongst that tribe. Let's say. <laughs> well, my whole family on my mom's side, you know, Italian New Yorker. Uh-huh, uh-huh. My grandmother, I think, came over on the boat because mm-hmm. she's came through Ellis Island, mm-hmm. and um, she was like. You gotta learn how to cook. You'll get a man if you can cook. And you don't know how to clean. But my grandfather was like, "We get stuff done." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny how the them and the Midwesterns have that same thing. Get her done. But uh, don't you know? <laughs> but yeah, my ex boyfriend uh, still lives in the uh, actually he still lives in that actor's building, and uh, they also have kind of a. Rent controlled. If you're an actor, it's based on your income. So, you know, if you're not making a lot one year, uh, you're not paying a lot. And if you're making a lot, then you're paying a lot. So it's kind of a cool building. They don't have that out here in L.A. Uh, New York, I think, is the only one that did that with instant conjunction with SAG. Oh, yeah. What we have here. That's great, though. I know. It's amazing. It's, you know, Mm -hmm. because they, I hate to say it. I don't want to say they have more respect for the arts, but they definitely more from more respect for the theater and so you know they have respect for performers out here it's like if you say you're an actor they go yeah what do you really do you know (laughs) so yeah how do you make a living though (laughs) i had a friend that moved out from new york and she got to have dinner with some well-connected people in the industry it was her first experience out here and 
they turned to her and said, yeah, what do you really do? You know, and she was highly insulted. She's like, I'm a theater trained actor. You know? <laughs> yeah, I have a friend too. We all have friends like yeah. this. You got a lot of friends. I do. Um, yeah, I really do. <laughs> but, you know, I do the photography thing and I do a lot of extra work. Because I can't remember lines. Right. <laughs> and on commercials a lot of times too, right? I've done a lot of commercial work. Right. But I mean, extra work on commercials, I know, pays better. It does. And I do a lot of voiceover work. Mm-hmm. As you can tell, she has a really good voice. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> Thank you for calling the psychic line. <laughs> <laughs> the psychic hotline. <laughs> Who are we putting a curse on today? <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's funny. So anyway... um, well, I lost my train of thought. Oh, yeah. So I have a friend. I won't say her name. We'll call her Ted 3. Okay. Are we up to four Ted's at this point? Okay, Ted 4. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I said, yeah, I'm doing a lot of acting. She goes, well, all you do is get up and talk. It doesn't take any skill. I'm like, gee, let's tell John Voight that, Sophia Loren, Angelina Jolie, Robin Williams... William Shatner, who overacts, but he was Shakespearean trained. You know, I saw him yeah. do a, a series. It was one of his last series, and I can't remember, but I was in the audience watching it. And uh, it was great. I mean, he was already in his 80s, I think, when I saw the William Shatner? Yeah, he had a series for a while. It didn't last that long, but I believe it was at CBS Radford. And I just thought it was great that he was still acting in his 80s, you know? Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's uh, maybe that's why you think he overacts, because he has that, oh. Oh, you know, that thing that he does. Well, there's something called shatnering things. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, like if you say, hi, how are you? Let's shatner it. Hello, <laughs> how are you? <laughs> I'm doing the hand things yeah, You can't too. see her hands, but she's gesturing. And it comes from Star Trek because, I mean, the man was Juilliard or Shakespearean trained. Right. Or he did Shakespeare at Juilliard, probably. Something like that. <laughs> and he lives right up here. He does? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. He's a valley boy. Like, totally, yeah. Yeah, he was at my brother's funeral. Oh. But, um, yeah, it's like um, people don't realize who aren't in this field, it's a lot of work. And it's harder than people think, too. It's really easy to sit back and criticize and judge but until you get your butt out there doing it, then, you know, you see, oh, my gosh, it takes a lot of work even to do something really schlocky. <laughs> uh, yeah, it does. Yeah. Well, I just did a video game, and I can't say which one it is. Okay. Mom's the word. Mom, exactly. <laughs> you know the name. Hey, no. Um, <laughs> she signed an NDA on that. <laughs> I can't talk. <laughs> so, anyway, what they had me do... And it was for a South American company. Mm. Porque yo habla español. I had dots all over my face and shoulders. Mm-hmm. And they had me walking back and forth mm-hmm. and running around like this empty room. Mm-hmm. And then they had the characters after me. Mm-hmm. And um, that was tiring. So I told my friend, who told me acting is just talking. I said, yeah, I'm exhausted. I did this for four hours straight. Just, well, all you do is walk and talk. It's like, okay, I did two years at Stella Adler, 
if I didn't do those two years, I would have never gotten this type of voiceover job. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. walking and talking, it's more than just that. No, you gotta have. You gotta be thinking of your story. You gotta, you know, you gotta relive moments. You gotta put characters in there in your head to make it sound real, mm-hmm. like that you really care or whatever you're trying to uh, convey. Exactly, right. you have to own it. Well, right. you're the one who told me that. Did I? I yeah, because I had an audition and I was freaking out over oh, it. Oh, right. She does freak out once in a while. But you got to own it no matter what it is, right? Exactly. Uh, I mean, it's And it's easier said than done. You know, when it's you, it's sometimes you got to remind yourself, I got to own it. <laughs> it's easier to tell somebody else, you got to own it. <laughs> get over it. <laughs> yeah, just get over it. Well, Miss... Um, mm, um, <laughs> anyway, I think... Okay, yeah. Yeah, I know. Um, we can pick this up at another yes, time. Because we live fairly close and, you know, uh, we will do this part two another time. Actually, this is part three. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so, so much for joining me this morning. Yeah, I had a great time at Studio City now. Oh, how can we find you on social media? Uh, yes, well, you got to go to my website. It's, uh, you know, KimberWesterveldt.com, which is www.KimberWesterveldt.com. And it will have all my shows on there. Um, so I can speak like a candidate. If you want to contribute to my campaign, go to www.KimberWesterveldt.com. No, I'm just kidding, because I was watching, you know, the Democrat. Democrats. <laughs> and everybody had their website on there. I don't need any contributions, but if you want to send them, I'll, I'll take them. But uh, any upcoming shows and everything like that will be on my KimbraWesterveld.com. And are you doing any Zoom shows? I am doing some Zoom shows, and I will actually have that on my website, too. I, I've just recently done uh, independent film some music videos and it's all going to be on my website because that's the only way I can keep track of it so great well thank you so much thank you Michelle it's been a pleasure and we will do episode two soon (laughs) sounds like a plan okay thanks again you have a wonderful wonderful rest of the weekend ta-ta adios